Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the JKWD podcast where we're over 90 episodes and I'm still making Kelvin laugh. I don't know how that happened. Don't choke on that green drink, sir. Oh, man. The green drink was, no, that wasn't enough to choke on, but it was good when it started. Oh, holy smoke. Yes, I'm glad I wasn't doing that when you started. I, see, I know better. I, you know I better than why. that. I don't know why I'm still susceptible to that. To tell you the truth, because, you know, it's like, okay, Josh's going Josh's gonna to say something goofy. He's going to do something different. And I'm going to sit here and giggle. And, uh, okay, I'm just going to wait. I'm not going to giggle this time. And then I'm, <laughs> look at that. Yeah. But, and then people think I'm strange. You know, but if we were to tell the truth, I mean, as quiet as it's kept, and this may indicate some kind of, what do you want to call it, um, mental disorder, um, I can tickle myself. <laughs> really? It's no big deal <laughs> for me to sit here and get triggered by you to laugh every time because I can actually tickle myself. And uh, they say that's not supposed to be possible. But it's yeah, because basically it's a. That's what they say. It, it's an attack, right? There's, there's, a, there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a disconnect somewhere, a, but it's okay. Yeah, tickling, like being being ticklish is a fight or flight response. Is it? Yeah. So that's why normally you can't tickle yourself because you know it's coming. I just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, my feet. I tickle my feet, but that. Don't worry about that. Let's get back hey, to these people. You can reach your feet. Know the good. weird guy who's on the other end here. They want to know about <laughs> the weird guy we just interviewed. Well, Man, this is one we're going to remember for a while, huh? <laughs> yeah. Ah, ah, you see what I did there? Because we got Brad's up memory guy on today. Yeah. We do. He's a, he's a memory athlete. Which is amazing. I I mean, I've heard of sports. I didn't know that one existed. But uh, it was. He a, does stuff yeah. like. Gives speeches for 50 people and remembers all their names as they come into the room. And if he, he, he tells you about this, about this memory contest where he sits there and listens to a computerized voice and then can spit back 150 digits. Um, and then he tells having us about never, having not written them heard down. Of, yeah. And then he, um, tells us about his friend who did over 400 of them, 400 digits, just listening. Um, so yeah, this is a it's this cool. is an, this is a really interesting one. Uh, if you find yourself like we do, walking into rooms not remembering why you're there, or, you know, walking over to your neighbor's house, ringing the doorbell, and running away because you forgot their name. <laughs> You had to go check that before you went back. Um, I didn't want them to know that's why I left. No. This is um, <laughs> this is this is the episode for you. We're brought to you as always by Audible. Get a free month at Audible, a free audiobook by going to audibletrial.com/jkwd. It's audibletrial.com/jkwd. We'll enunciate that time. <laughs> I want to do it and I saw Kelvin. New mouth, new tongue. Hey, but did you know you can also, if you're too lazy to go to the website, you can pull out your smartphone and text JKWD to 500 500, and they will send you a link to get a free audiobook, free month at Audible. Get out. That is JKWD to 500 500. 
get your free audiobook, your free month at Audible. Wow. Do. What do you think about that? I think that's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it is. All right. Well, what do you think we're going to do now? I think it's time to meet Brad Zup. Before we get too deep, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience since you're going to do it way better than we ever will. Okay. Who are you? What do you do? My name is Brad Zup. I am a memory athlete and memory improvement expert. There are nerds just like me who have made memorizing a competitive sport, and we go to memory competitions to see who has the best memory. Not to disappoint you all, but I don't have best memory in the world. <laughs> but I am one of the top probably five or so Americans. And um, memory improvement expert, I help other people learn how to remember better. And uh, Kelvin, I, I know that you do um, coaching and consulting and things like that. And I'm always amazed how many things we can learn from someone who knows what they're doing in a subject. So, you know, whether it's marketing or business or personal improvement or you had a guest on recently about, you know, spiritual growth, mm-hmm. um, someone who knows what they're talking about can really help. And a lot of people think that memory is, oh, I have a horrible memory and that's just the way it is. And that's not true. And I'm the guy that people come to um, when, when they go, I wonder if I can do something about this. That's who I am. Well, that's why you're here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now we talked a little bit about it um, earlier, and you list some stuff on your website. But when you're talking memory athlete, what what does that mean? What when you get together in a competition? There are two different types of competitions I've participated in, both uh, digital and paper. uh, To observers of the of well, of either one but especially the paper one it looks like a, a big room of people taking tests and that's exactly what it is um, the world memory championship is three days i've participated in it four times now on team usa it's four it's three days and there are 10 events so it's a decathlon just i'm not going to go through all of them it's unless you're really into this stuff it gets a little boring i mean even if you were into the decathlon in the olympics be like okay is this guy really going to list all 10 (laughs) of it and with memory i think it's even uh, a little bit more boring but for example (laughs) taking a shuffle deck of playing cards Mm -hmm. and memorizing it as fast as you can you have up to five minutes um and the faster you do it perfectly better score you get so that's one event Um, another event i set a world or excuse me a a united states record at two years in a row at the world memory championship computerized voice uh, computer reads a number out loud at one digit per second 
So it's like it's like this. You never see it. You only hear it. You only hear it once. You can't write it down. It's like seven, nine, four, four, three, seven, nine. And the competitors memorize that. Again, never seeing it, not writing it down, just hearing it. Uh, the first trial is 200 digits. The second trial is usually uh, 400 digits. And the next trial is oftentimes 600 digits. So I'm the, sorry. You, you, yes, yes, you heard that correct. A string of numbers. <laughs> string of numbers. 600. And you remember one. them in order, remember all hearing of them. them only once. Yes. Um, the first year wow. I broke the American record, I did 112 digits. So not quite two minutes worth of numbers. Mm -hmm. The second year I broke the, Ameri the American record, it had 150 digits. So imagine someone reading you 15 10 digit phone numbers in a row. Okay, here's Kelvin's phone number. Here's Josh's phone number. Maybe not saying the name, but right. just Kelvin saying your number. Here's a 10 digit. Josh saying here, Josh's number. Here's my number. And remembering all 15 of those phone numbers perfectly in order, having never seen them and never having repeated them. So that's, that's what I did. I think you just became my hero. Two very short questions. <laughs> How and why? <laughs> Both good questions. Well, my story comes from, you know, some people are just great at things. Some people, you know, they, they, their mom sets them down in front of a piano when they're two and they go boom, boom, boom. It's like, wow, the kid's a piano prodigy. Uh, some people hand crayons to when they're, you know, six months old. And it's like, well, that, that looks like whatever. This kid can draw. I'm not that. When I turned 40, a little bit of my story, when I turned 40, I started walking into rooms and realizing I had no idea why I was there. I didn't have a good memory for numbers to begin with back then. And I'd be like, wait, you're going to tell me a number? No, I've got to write this down. Right. It's just the, it's just the price, you know, of whatever. I, I got to write it down. Sorry. Or someone's name. Nope. I'm, I have no idea. And I thought, gee whiz, if this is, if this is 40, what's 50 or 60 or 70, 80 going to be like? So I'd studied memory improvement in my twenties because I was working overseas and needed to learn a language. And I really found it helpful. So I got the book off my shelf, literally dusted it off my shelf. I still had it. And I thought, can an ordinary guy learn to remember better? Is this, is this something that can be done? Or maybe you just have or you don't. And it turns out, uh, as I read that book and then practiced, it's relatively easy. So that's kind of the, the how. You know, I just used techniques that others developed and then kind of modified them for my own and then developed my own that worked better for me. And then the, the why is to kind of motivate myself to do that. It's kind of like, Josh, the, I think the half marathon or marathon you have coming up. You know, sometimes just getting out and running is like, why am I, it's early and I've got to go run. And why do we do that? Well, sometimes it's nice to sign up for a 5K or a marathon or, you know, just have a friend to meet you to go running. So I thought, you know what, once upon a time, I read a magazine article about a memory competition. And I thought, I wonder if they're still doing that. And, you know, thank goodness to the Internet, I, I researched it and I found that it was coming up in like three weeks after I just kind of started these techniques. And I thought, you know what, that's going to be a good motivator. Just being 40 and being forgetful. A lot of people are like, eh, oh, well, <laughs> wait till I'm really in trouble. So I said, you know, let me see. I wonder if it'd be fun just to go do that. And I went and I did 
moderately well and just for a little bit of training. But I met some really cool people. And it's kind of like uh, running or golfing. You know, you hit one good golf shot. And you're like, oh, ah, I can do that again. And you keep coming back. Or you, you, you beat your time in a, in a 5K race. And you're like, oh, maybe next time I can do even better. So I kinda, it, the bug kind of got me. And it, it ends up being pretty fun. The techniques, you know, once you have the basics of the techniques, it's, it's, not, it's not like studying. It's not like college or high school where you're like, oh, I've got to go do this. It's actually pretty fun. Really? Now, <laughs> he doesn't I have to ask a question because we, we, uh, we're big neuroscience guys, you mm-hmm. know. So um, did you get like go deep in this? Are we talking like neural connections and stuff or are you just going, no, this is just cool little techniques we use and this is what happens when you use them. What's that? Well, uh, I'm less into the, into the, brain science side of it. I'm not a scientist. I, I, I'm not a, a neurobiologist or anything. I know enough about it to know, yeah, that's cool. And those people are in a different place than me. Where I'm at is the kind of like where I think where you guys are with the podcast, you know, how can we actually help people? It's all, it's all well and good to have the, the science behind it and know that the science of coaching works or knowing that uh, interviewing someone and exposing people to something new really can change a life, but it's better to actually be active with it and try it. So from just general reading, I know that it does work. And um, a friend of mine, uh, Boris Conrad is a, is a German and he is a neuro neurobiologist or neurologist and um just got his phd i think on a research team doing the actual science behind it and they did this big study and basically proved what i kind of proved by experimenting on myself mm-hmm. is that doing some memory training every day for a certain amount of time really does improve memory which again i found just because i was not wanting to wander around and be forgetful all the time, but they actually did a controlled study um, with a lot of different colleges and research departments of really, really smart people and found that, Hey, yeah, these techniques actually work to improve memory. And they, they can explain the science behind that. Um, that's not me. I just know it works and I can help people figure it out. Works for me. Yeah. Works for me. Awesome. So, your website, you have a few topics listed that, that you cover frequently in, you know, largely sales and passwords right now. Yeah. Um, how did you come across practical applications for, for your memory work? And you know, how, how did those occur to you? Um, well, like another one of your podcast guests recently, I, I like to help people. And... You know, sales is a great place to start because we need to remember names. I mean, everybody should remember names, but, you know, if we go to the down the street neighbor's backyard barbecue once a year uh, in the summer and we meet the neighbors from two streets over that we never really run into, if we know their name, that's great. And if we remember it the next year, Oh, that's Josh. Hey, Josh. You know, and Josh looks at you like, hey, I don't know what that guy's name is. It's not a big deal. We all do. You know, Jill's friend. Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, not Josh. 
<laughs> so, oh my! If, if if we forget, it's like I'm sorry. Uh, you obviously remember my name. I I don't remember yours. Tell me again. Okay, well I'm Brad. Okay, nice to see you, Brad. And that's fine. But if you're a car salesman or a financial planner or a coach, a consultant, a politician, whatever, you know, if you can remember names, suddenly people think. You know, like you were saying, Kelvin, this is kind of your idea. It's like someone who can remember things. That's that's amazing. They're an amazing person. They don't know that it's it's just like anything. It's like it's a skill that can be acquired. It's like throwing a football. Okay, wow, that you know, throwing a I'm football. Not good at that either. <laughs> I can't help you with that. But it is something you if you are interested in it. Just saying. <laughs> so sales uh, naturally comes to mind as, hey, you know, we need to remember things. And if uh, the whole idea with memory is, you know, if you can use some techniques to bridge the gap between when you first meet someone and when they're truly someone you know about and care about, mm-hmm. if you can use a technique to remember a name, that's great. If you can use a technique to remember what you need to study for, and then until you already really know the material, that's that bridge. So I'm, I'm really focused on the bridges. And passwords, when I was writing the password book, I, 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 I told people on social media and I looked at what I needed to learn. It's like, I'm a, a little bit of a dark secret here. You know, I was a world-class memory guy and I would go, oh, geez, what's, the, what's this password? Okay, um, what did I do? Um, I remember when I first signed up to this website, I think it was blizzarding that day. So did I, and I thought, okay, I'm, I'm going to remember this. So is, is it, was it blizzard or snowstorm or, you know, and I couldn't remember some passwords. And I thought, this is embarrassing. I'm a memory guy. and I can't remember passwords. Right. But, okay, well, if I'm the memory guy and I can't remember passwords, there's got to be people out there that can't remember passwords. And doing my research, I found that, you know, most people have very easy to hack passwords. Most people use the same password for more than one place. And it's like, okay, so you know what? If someone breaks into, let's say my mother-in-law, if someone breaks into my 90 year old mother-in-law's uh, Yahoo account, is it really that bad? You know, or they'll send some spam out or maybe they'll try to infect other people's computers. But my 90-year-old mother-in-law doesn't have anything on her email that she's not worried about. You know, she's worried about the world seeing. But for businesses and you know, things like that, passwords are really important. And really for anybody, maybe that's not 90, does online banking, social media, um, anything like that, it's it's at least embarrassing, if not costly, to get a, your password hacked. So I thought, okay, here's here's where I can help. I, I, I know the memory stuff. I don't know how to do it, so I'll have to figure it out as I go. I'll create things. This will be original, and I'll help people. It was kind of a trifecta. So that's why I wrote that book. So you're solving your own problem. Solve my own problem. I mean, sorry to start. There's to yeah. be so selfish, but that's where it started when I turned 40 is I got to solve this problem. How can I do that? And, you know, looking around, there weren't really any password books and there were some techniques, but they, they were some, they were more on the technical side and not on the, but here's how you yeah, do it. hokey in my mind. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, we, did once, we, we went to the seminar and the guy was remembering giraffe standing upside down, holding on to planes, moving over here. And I'm like, okay, 
And I remember the story, but what the heck did it relate to? You know, yeah, <laughs> there were some gaps for me. And it's like, okay, well, that's a, that's a good technique, but it's not a technique told from a memory guy standpoint. And I can take similar techniques, change them a little bit, because I think they're a little bit not quite where I need them to be, and then apply the memory stuff that I know and make it happen. And that's how the book came about. And it's been very popular and, and very helpful. And at least nothing else, I don't forget my passwords anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the, the silly question, because I've, I've got the, the hack-proof password system up here on your... So when I went to your website, I'm like, he's a memory guy. Why is he telling people about password security and then I got down to the end of it and go, ah, got a course. Well, maybe okay. I need to move so, to the bottom part to the top then. Are there, are there different techniques for different things? Like you're talking yes. about passwords here, but remembering names, are those the same techniques? Or it's, all the same, it's all the same technique. Um, it's all the same technique, okay. Basically, in the, in the, in the beginning of the book, uh, I cover it. So whether people have a, a problem with remembering names or numbers or something at work or things their spouses tell them, the techniques are, are the same. First of all, there are three steps to remembering. Mm-hmm. You have to get the information. You know, if, if your partner tells you something and you're not paying attention, you're not going to remember to take the trash out tomorrow if you didn't hear your partner tell you that or ask you that. Or if you don't hear the teacher you know, about the information or if you don't hear your boss tell you whatever. Or, you know, if if you... If you jot down the password and then and don't try to commit it to memory, you don't get the information. So the first step to get is to get the information. The second step is saving the information. Uh, saving the information is kind of like if you have a messy mind closet. You have a messy closet at home, it's not a big deal unless you need to find something quick. Then you're like, where? You know, where is that? I got, can't find it. If your mind is like that, you know it's in there. You know, given enough time, you can figure it out. That's great, but usually you need a memory right then. So saving the information, there's three keys to that, which we can get into if you want. Um, to basically to organizing your mind. Once you get the information, you put it in a way in your mind, a way you can manage it. And then the third step is recall. You've got to get the information back out. So you know you have a you know you have a um, getting the information problem if you kind of space out or if stuff goes in one ear and out the other, that's old saying that's a getting the information, saving the information. Um, if you're, if you, if you remember things at random times, like, Oh, that's what I was trying to remember before. That's generally a saving the information problem. You know, the information is just hard to get to uh, recalling, you know, have a recall problem. If you know something except when you're under pressure, like so, like you walk into the backyard barbecue and, you know, uh, five minutes earlier, you told your wife, oh, yeah, we're going to see Josh and Kelvin from around the corner. I'm um, really looking forward to talking to them. They were fun guys to talk to last year. And then you walk in, you see Josh walking towards you like, hey, uh, oh, darn it. I just forgot his name. And then when, you know, you say hi to Josh for a while and talk and then you go over to, you know, get a burger and you're like, oh, Josh, that's his name. And you go back to Josh. <laughs> I do that all the time. Yeah, Josh, uh, so it's been great talking to you like you knew his name all along, right? So, um, so those are the three steps. And really, it's up to each of us to figure out where we're having the most trouble. Mm-hmm. Almost everyone says they have a recall problem. It's not a recall problem. It's generally a getting the information problem. Most people 
don't hear what the spouse says, don't hear what the boss says, aren't paying attention when something happens. So their natural memory can't kick in. I mean, Kelvin, you said earlier about memory or implied earlier that memory is not so good. Think of all the things you, you remember now. Think of all the things you can actually remember. You have a great memory. He's rolling his eyes. <laughs> great memory. I was rolling. I was, I was looking. You were thinking. Thinking of all those things. How do you define all? Okay, but I got, I got it now. I'm, I'm Think good. of the many things you can remember. <laughs> it's just sometimes new things come in, and for some reason, our brains don't latch onto them. And when that happens, that's when you can use a technique. That's, that's basically what it is. Right. So... You know, do people do people need the technique? Do they need to change their whole lives? I also equate it to being like being physical fit. You know, some people. My my mom is a good example. She's um, I'm not going to say how old she is. She might listen to this and be upset that I told some. But she's getting a little older, and you know they have dogs, so they buy like the forty pound bags of dog food. Mm-hmm. And she'd go to the the big box store, and she'd need to find. Um, you know, a clerk, a helper to lift the 40 pound bag of dog food up into the cart. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't want that. I should be able to lift up, just, you know, lift it up from the stack and put it in the car or even put it in the bottom of the cart. I can't do that. So she went to the gym and started working on, you know, lifting weights, start out little low and added more and more and lo and behold six months later you know she can lift the 40 pound bag of dog food you know is that magic no it's just hey i've got a problem what's the solution i'm going to fix it and i'm going to practice it until i do some people are like that with memory i don't remember anything okay well what's your lifestyle like do you sit around and eat potato chips and watch tv and never try mm-hmm. or are you otherwise pretty healthy and fit and uh, you really don't remember things or you somewhere in the middle and you don't remember some things, but you remember other things. Well, it's a matter of kind of figuring out where things are going wrong. Cause you know, I can't just say everybody needs to do this because Calvin, as you know, as a coach, you can't, you know, that's too broad. You've got to figure out, you know, where are you having trouble? And that's, it's kind of like, you know, whether it's my books or just a Google search or watching videos on YouTube. I've got some videos on YouTube that are about how to improve your memory in a minute or less. Do something to figure out what the problem is. Don't just treat it like it's a, oh, well, I don't remember. And that's just the way life is. Woe is me. So can we put you on the spot to, to test out how you would coach? Oh, how I coach? Sure. So you're going to say I, I know where you my, a deck of cards. And, okay. So no, I um my my problem is a names and context problem. So I was a I was a general assignment reporter for a few years. I covered you know four or five towns. Mm-hmm. I knew that if I was going to you know, this particular town, that um, I was going to definitely see Kathy and that, um, you know, walking around town hall, I might bump into Bill and Jim and, and Gary and, and yeah. I would, I would recognize them all. And, you know, even if I wasn't planning to see them, yep. if I bumped into one of them in the grocery store, forget it. Mm-hmm. You know, I had no idea who they were because they were just out of context for me. Or if you were, um, 
even if you were, you know, walking past where they normally would be, but you were off work, you might be. I was pretty good about that. And okay. even if I was, um, so it was location based, even if I was at a different location in the same town. Okay. So if I was, um, if I was covering something or if I was just out, um, if I was out and I saw one of them, I'd remember the other. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not expecting to see them, if I just randomly come across them, mm-hmm. um, yeah, your face looks kind of familiar. How do I know you? It's because I talk to you, you know, three times a week. Yeah. But <laughs> I have no idea who you are. Yeah. So I would say that's more of a uh, saving the information issue, but mostly a recall issue. Despite what I just said, that everybody thinks it's a recall problem, and it's usually not. Yeah, it seems like a sorting problem to me. Yeah. So they are in your mind, and they're in one box of your mind. You know, they're in the over here doing this box. And if for some reason you're in a different box, it's like it doesn't cross. So my recommendation of that is to basically do what I recommend people do every day is just kind of review their day out of context. So if you were still in that field, I'm not sure if you're still doing that or not, but um, if you say, okay, Kathy is there, what I'd say is every evening uh, after, especially after you run into Kathy, you think about Kathy um, while you're making dinner or brushing your teeth or going for a walk and you think about, you know, what she looks like, what her hair's like, what she sounds like, um, you know, what you talked about, um, not necessarily only thinking about her while you're talking with her mm-hmm. at the state house or whatever. So she moves out of the state house box in your mind and into the general broad point of your mind because you're now thinking about her not just when you're where she is normally okay so uh, and then you know you'd also think about and earlier that day i was in the other town and i interviewed the mayor and he looks like this and he said this and i also know that he's a runner i wonder if he ever runs where i'm running right now and again we talked about that bridge you know the bridge between when you just start to know something and when you really know something and that's a classic example of you're right in the middle of that bridge when you don't really know Kathy well enough or the mayor well enough to count them as a a friend or a, a, a colleague or a close person in your mind your mind isn't going I know them it's in the middle and that's where you can use some of those techniques and one of them is just I call review to remember and one of the recommendations is every day, and I like teeth brushing because we should be brushing our teeth for like two minutes every night and every morning. Two minutes is a great time to review the day. Down that two-minute thing. Two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> two minutes. That's the magic number? Gosh. Now. My electric toothbrush goes two minutes, so I know. It's like that's, that's my two minutes. <laughs> So it's a great time. You know, some people, it used to be, uh, and I think you interviewed somebody about this a while back, about journaling. You know, it used to be we would journal. And it's like, okay, the same difference. You're basically helping your natural mind remember by going over it again. 
uh, earlier, Calvin, before we started, uh, maybe before we started recording, I'm not sure, you talked about you know, remembering the wrong things, you know? Yeah. Like we, re- we might remember the, the lyrics to the song, but forget uh, the really important thing we needed to remember. Mm-hmm. Our brain takes in a big chunk of information every day. And it goes, wow, that's, we're really good at taking in information. Unfortunately, the brain can't remember as much as we take in. So the brain goes, well, you uh, took in this big chunk of information. I can't, I don't have a place for that. And you don't need that anyway. It's hard, you know, we're, we're, we're hardwired to not need certain things. So the brain goes, you know what, I got to, I've got to triage here. I've got to pick and I'm going to pick this chunk to hold on to and this chunk I'm getting rid of. Hope that's okay. And sometimes the brain picks incorrectly. And the the tool that the brain uses to decide what to remember is how important it seemed and the reason it decides on how important important is was it interesting, exciting, unusual or repeated a lot. You know, if I if I go to you and tell you 20 times, don't forget to do this. Don't forget. And every time I see you over the course of a day, literally 20 times, like, did you, you're not going to forget that, right? You're going to remember that a lot better than if I just in passing say, oh, yeah, don't forget to do that. So repetition, um, if it's creative, you know, if we see a, a car accident, that's memorable in a bad way. Our brain remembers that. If we repeat something, if we say, oh, when I was driving home, this guy, this jerk cut me off and he was driving this kind of car and I saw him. He didn't have a care in the world and he was texting and and you tell that to 10 of your friends. You're going to remember that tomorrow, but you might not remember the thing you thought of once. So to remember things, we review. Journaling worked great. Um, writing things down just on our uh, calendar, you know, hey, you know, this is what happened, or the weather was great, or um, so and so called me out of the blue. It was wonderful to hear from him. You know, we'll remember that more so than if we don't. So, two minutes every night when we're brushing our teeth, two minutes in the morning, we think about, okay, Kathy, State House, but also, hmm, okay, yeah, she said, I think she lives in that town. And oh, the mayor. Oh, yeah, he's such a nice guy. I hope he wins his reelection bad. And all that stuff takes it out of one time and moves it into more general memory. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does, actually. So review to remember is one of the great techniques. And, and another technique, Josh, I know that you, you practice. Kelvin, I'm not sure about you. <laughs> uh, Josh, <laughs> I think you said you had a half marathon you're training for. Oh. Yeah, I got a half coming up in April and a full in November. All right. One of the big things that's scientifically proven, and I've proven it for myself too, is um, getting the blood flowing via exercise is a great, relatively easy way to improve your memory. You, know, you can look up the science behind it online. Is that the concept behind the, like the neural gym? Yeah, it's, it, well, it's, 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 it's brain, it's uh, blood flow to the, to the brain. The better we have our blood flowing in our whole body, the better, you know, and that part of our health is going to be. So cardio exercise three, four times a week, 20 minutes at a time, consult your physician first. As a disclaimer, <laughs> it's a great way to keep our bodies healthy and our minds healthy. 
So review to remember and uh, basically exercising are two of the best things you can do to... Well, and it's a bonus because if I'm out running for whether it be 20 minutes or or three hours, <laughs> it, gives me, it gives me a chance to be reviewing and repeating and... And de-stressing. That's a big one, too. A lot of the recall problem is a, a stress issue. We've just got so much has wound up most people that we don't give our minds kind of the space to breathe and the space to process because we've just got so much going on all at the same time. You know, giving our minds a chance to to be a little bit more spacious works works really well too. And uh, for another tip, sure. Yes. <laughs> we've, got, we've got to try. And that's where I think a lot of people go wrong because, you know, we've got our, we've got our phones and we've got our notes and we've got our calendars and we've got search engines. How often do we really think, Oh, I should, I should probably remember that. We don't really. Yeah. All of us are old enough to remember when we had to remember people's phone numbers. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I remember the first time I had a phone that actually had a speed dial and I'm like, wow, I can look up this phone number and follow the 25 steps to put this phone number in two or one. And I'll never have to remember, you know, that, uh, that client's phone number again. I'll just hit two. It's going to be great. Um, and now, you know, we hand someone our phone and say, Oh yeah, give me your, give me your number. And they, they type it in for us. We never even type it in or they'll say, Oh, you know, you type in your phone number and I'll call you and then we'll just, you know, save it. Yeah. Never even really see the numbers. Um, so yeah, but trying to remember is, oh, that's, that's so important and it's, it's tricky. Um, you got to ask yourself, do I really want to? So is this, is this even important to me? Is this intention is a big, is a yeah. Big. Is this something you, know, you talk about goals for the new year and resolutions is, is this, is this something I, I need and want to improve? Cause that's where I've found, you know, when, when desire and need come together, that's at least in my life where things happen. If I desire to run a marathon, but yeah, I'm in good shape. I don't really need to. I'm not going to run a marathon um, unless I really desire it. Right. Or if I really need something, like I really need to get in shape, but I really don't want to, but I mean, I really, really need to, then things get done. But generally, is if they're about half and half, need and desire, I want to learn a foreign language and I'm already planning a trip there for June, that's when you start learning. So you do these memory competitions where (laughs) you get fed information that you then spit back, essentially. Now, are you burdened with this information now that you've remembered it once or, or six months later? Why do I know those 150 digits? <laughs> like, can you throw out that, can you throw out that file folder? I can. And that's, that's really the, the review to remember part. You know, I do presentations for corporations and, and for schools and I tell people, you know, I've, I've met 50 of you as everybody was coming in and sitting down. And I know right now, I know all your names. 
<clears throat> and then I prove it. Here's your name. Here's your name. Here's your name. Boom. Am I going to remember your names tonight at dinner? I could. I might. I might naturally. If they and, asked a couple of questions. Yeah. And you, or if it's like, wow, yeah. Kelvin is cool. I'm totally, and it's an interesting name. I'm going to totally remember that. He was cool. I had a great conversation with him. He's a nice guy. And it's an interesting, unique name. And I really had to pay attention to remember it. I'm going to remember this line right here. I'm going to remember that. I'll tell you that right <laughs> <here>. <laughs> but, um, you know, Josh, I, I met Josh in passing and it's a common name and I, I didn't really connect with him. Am I going to remember that? I don't know. I might, I might not. I might remember naturally, I might remember a technique. Okay, Josh. Well, I know a Josh, and interestingly enough, Josh, he looks like you. <laughs> so I might go, that looks like my friend Josh. What a coincidence, that's his name. Also Josh. Also Josh. Yeah. Boom, I've got it. Um, but am I going to remember Kathy? I don't know. So I tell people that, and then the way to actually remember that is for me to walk off stage, say hi to a few people, and then immediately, you know, go back to my hotel room or go to my car to drive home and go, okay, I met Josh. He looked like this. I met Kathy. I met Kelvin. He was cool. I met so-and-so and really just go kind of down the row of names, the row of seats or and the, the person that brought me in was so-and-so and the CEO's name was so-and-so and review that. And then when I get home and I'm brushing my teeth at night, that's when like, maybe it takes more than the two minutes. I've got to go through and go, okay, I met 50 people. That one, that one. Okay, I'm at 48. Who am I forgetting? Okay, there was that person. I don't remember. Um, okay, she looked like that. Oh, was that, was that Kathy? You have to do that. And generally, then the next morning, and then maybe the next day after that, depending on how long that bridge is, that gap between meeting someone and really knowing them, mm -hmm. and how important being at the end of the bridge is, where Josh, I see Josh in the grocery store, um, in Kentucky when I'm on the road for a gig and I go, I think that's that guy I met last year. He was, he looked just like my friend Josh and he still does. And I'm going to go up to him in the line and say, Josh, that's, that's what it takes. Most people don't need to do that. Right. Unless you're, like if you're a real estate agent in a relatively small to mid-sized town, probably a good idea to be able to remember a lot of people. You're a reporter, probably a great idea to be able to be, you know, at the mall buying a new pair of shoes and see the mayor and go, hey, Mr. Mayor, do you mind if I ask you a quick question? Josh from the Herald or whatever, you know, and boom, you've got an interview. Most people are going to go, that's, this is a great, this is a great podcast. I'm glad we're listening to this. This is great. This is my run enjoyable or boy, this has made this commute fun. And I'm not going to do any of that. <laughs> right. That's where I got to the, the, the passwords. We should remember names. Everybody's cool with it. If you forget a name passwords, you know, the computer doesn't really care, but do you really want to go through the rigmarole of saying, I forgot my password, email it to me, waiting the five, 10, 15 minutes to get it coming up with another password that you know you're going to forget next time. <laughs> That's when you have to look at it and go, could I, could I spend, what is my book? I think it's like 80, no, 107 pages. Could I spend an hour and a half reading a book, practice for 15 minutes, maybe make a few mistakes, 
total investment, two hours, and be able to remember all my passwords for the rest of my life? Is that a good trade-off? People have to decide. It certainly certainly beats hitting that forget my password button every every four months for especially yeah, with the bank. For the next you do that a couple of times, they don't think you're you anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you got to call them and say, "No, really, really, I am me." Well, prove it. Then you got to remember all the things that you remember, like, okay, my mother, my mother, <laughs> grandmother's maiden name, and where my grandparents were married. Oh wait, no, I know this. Hold on. Give me a minute. They're going, yeah, that's totally not that dude. No, we're not going to let him have a new password. Well, and then, and then that's assuming that the security questions even work, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, had a, I had an experience with a, with a large company. We won't name anybody, but uh, they kind of named themselves after a fruit. Um, and <laughs> I, had to, I had to use my security questions, and it said, get two out of three of these right. Uh, <laughs> no low bar. I got I got all three of them right, and it said, "Well, you got all your questions right, but we're still not going to reset your password. You're going to have to call us." Yeah. Wow. So that's your worth time two- is ninety four minutes. Yeah. So that's worth the two hour investment right there. You know, <laughs> or you read you read until the third chapter of the book, and you're like, "Okay, I got this. I can." Uh, he's just. Anyway, so um, yeah, the banks are tricky. Some some places are tricky because depending on your career, a lot of places really want a random password um, or they have tricky things like, you know, my Facebook password is 32 characters ish, but it's really easy for me to remember and type. But a lot of banks especially are, are bad because they're kind of on an old, system where they think, well, it has to be more than eight characters, but again, old systems, our software doesn't allow for more than 12 characters. So what we're going to do to make it harder for people to hack and harder for people to remember is you have to have capital letters, lowercase letters, symbols, and numbers. And no three that's, characters can spell a word. Yeah. Yes. And that's where it gets tricky because it's like, okay, how am I going to remember that it was whatever, you know, at, at symbol instead of uh, four or, you know, um, some of the easy ones that are easily hacked or like the dollar sign for four or the exclamation point for one. So how am I going to, A, remember that I substituted that and this password and it's just becomes a mess. So and of course your first letter was uppercase because yeah. yeah. So yeah. So <laughs> what what I came up with is is we have to for you know if you can go to a social media site or any site and be like I'm going to come up with uh, one of the systems is um, like what you were mentioning before, Calvin, that the words that relate to each other in mm-hmm. a string. So I've got three, four, five words, they relate to each other in a way that I understand a computer can't guess, another person can't guess, but it's easy for me to say, okay, the Statue of Liberty website, as if there was one, but that's an example I use in my book. The Statue of Liberty website is um, Apple, because it's Big Apple, and um, Tourist, or 
I'll use the example from the from the book. You know, Apple because it's Big Apple. The Statue of Liberty is in the Big Apple, and I'm thinking I've got to log on to the Statue of Liberty website so I can get a you know a ticket to the boat. So Big Apple. What does Apple remind me of? Um, I don't know. Worm. Okay, so Apple Worm was Worm remind me of? Oh, fishing. Okay, apple worm fishing. What does fishing remind me of? My grandfather. We always used to go out fishing together. Apple worm fishing grandpa or Clifford, if that was his name. So you've got four words. You've got a long string of characters that's very easy for you to remember and very hard to hack. As long as, and this is where Kelvin, you know, you talk about that um, that that concept of combining those characters. That where the concept goes wrong for most people is they don't connect it to the Statue of Liberty website. It's like, well, just come up with three or four words that work together and you've got yourself a password. But how are you going to remember that that one is the password for the Statue of Liberty website and not for your MP3 player software? Right. So that's where I go. Okay, you got to you have a have to have an anchor. The anchor is Statue of Liberty. Okay, I'm going to the Statue of Liberty website. What does the Statue of Liberty remind me of? And whatever it reminds you of, maybe it's liberty. Okay, liberty, first word. What does liberty remind you of? Give me liberty or give me death. Okay, so give me. Um, what does give me remind you of? Oh, my grandkid. He's always going, give me, give me, give me. <laughs> and then you put his name in and you've got a password. And you remember because you go, oh, Statue of Liberty website. That's right. I went here last year to get tickets. Now we're going back. It says I got to log in. And um the thing on the website, the browser isn't remembering it for whatever reason. Super tech, super technology. Okay, Statue of Liberty. What was Statue of Liberty remind me of? Oh, well, Liberty. Okay. Oh, that's right. Liberty. What? And it just you just go down the line, and your your brain is just it's kind of a rush. It just fills things in for you. You're like, I've got a good memory. <laughs> it's just a wonderful thing. It, it's just it's just beautiful when it works. Sorry, I get a little. I've, I've, I've no, it's okay. I had. <laughs> I've had stuff like that. So do you you need a, you need a different technique for numbers than you do letters? Oh, yeah, we got to talk about that, and I got sidetracked. Numbers, same thing. Basically, you want to translate anything you want to remember into a, into a picture. Mm-hmm. Works for school, works for uh, faces, uh, works for anything you want. Numbers are easy to remember because you can picture them. Well, not literally like picturing a zero or picturing, you know, the a one, but what does zero remind me of? Zero, it's a circle. You could think of a soccer ball or a donut. Okay. Anytime I need to remember zero, it's a donut. Got it. One, what does one remind me of? No, a couple of different ways. One, the most important person in my life is whatever, mom or my wife or my husband or whatever. One is my husband. Um, generally when I teach kids how to remember one kind of looks like a baseball bat. So one is a baseball bat. Two, well, what does two remind me of? Two, I think I've got, well, I've got two hands and we well, it could be hands, but I've got two feet. Okay. Shoes, a pair of shoes. So what does a pair of shoes remind me of? A dancer. So a dancer. Mm-hmm. So you need to remember, um, two zero one. You might think of a dancer, um, eating a donut um, while standing um, ready to hit a ball at a baseball game. Or maybe a dancer standing in the dugout of a baseball game. Two, mm-hmm. dancer eating a donut, zero, at the baseball game, 
one, two, zero, one. Got it. Now there's a there's a learning curve here. Anything I won't say anything we're doing. Many things we're doing have a learning curve. Is it worth it for you to go through zero through nine and come up with a picture for each number so that when you need to remember something, you can create a little story that takes time. Most people don't need to do that. If your job relies on instantly knowing a part number for a turbine, when someone calls you up to place a, you know, $5 million order, you don't want to be going, oh, you want to buy a turbine. Okay, hold on. Let me figure out which number that is. You want to know it. So maybe then you do. I, I look at it as kind of like, you know, we learn to walk. And we learn to walk, walk when we're young, so it doesn't really count. But walking is relatively low learning curve. You, you walk. You want to go somewhere faster. You want to go further. You learn to ride a bike. Learning to ride a bike is, is harder. You really want to go somewhere far or faster, you got to learn how to drive a car. Okay? You really want to go far and have independence, you might learn to fly a plane. So each of those is a big step up. How many people need to learn to fly a plane? Well, the memory equivalent of that is only memory athletes need to do that. Um, how many people need to learn how to walk? Pretty much everybody. And if you need to go somewhere fast in one part of your life, you might need to take the time to learn how to drive. And that's, that's the equivalent of it. You know, how important is your memory to you? That's really what it comes down to. So before we really got started, um, one thing you mentioned was that you have a, you have a routine. You get up early every day because some days you have to be on early. And even those days that you're not, that's not a requirement. You want to be, you want to be, prepared for those days that you are. Can you talk a little bit about routine and how that maybe helps uh, what you do with your memory? Sure. And it kind of, kind of goes in well with uh, some more of the kind of basics of being better at remembering without, without necessarily using some of these techniques. These techniques sound kind of kooky. They really work, but uh, they're techniques. Do you you really need the techniques? Most people, probably not, but they might just need the basics. So one of the basics is getting plenty of sleep. And that kind of ties in with exercising because you exercise, you're going to be tired at night. You're going to sleep well. You're going to get more sleep. You're going to go to bed a little earlier. Getting enough sleep is absolutely crucial. So you got to get to bed at whatever time works great for you. And I'm not, you know, I was recently reading a book, uh, someone who advocated getting to sleep early and getting up early. And that's great if that works for you. If, if going to bed at two in the morning and sleeping till 10 works for you and that works for your life, do that. I'm not saying that you have to go to bed early and get up early. I'm saying do what works for you and get the sleep you need. That will reduce your stress and improve your natural memory. The other thing I do and I do recommend, um, I'm not going to use the, I will say what the word is, but I like to do breathing exercises, otherwise known as meditation, but we won't say the meditation word because it freaks people out. I, so I like to do breathing exercises where I help focus my mind. And I do that for anywhere from five minutes if I'm in a hurry to an hour a day, generally 15 to 20 minutes in the morning. Uh, again, that, uh, all these things have been scientifically proven. It's not just, you know, 
that crazy guy brads up who's a nerd memory athlete saying we should do this stuff. Scientists have found that sleeping helps the memory. Um, scientists have found that exercising helps the memory. Scientists have found that de-stressing helps the memory. Uh, and meditation or breathing exercise is a great way to you know, de-stress the mind, let go of things, give the mind some breathing room, to process things. Mm-hmm. I just read a study, I think last week, that um, we know sleep uh, is beneficial to remembering. So scientists said, well, if sleep is good, I wonder, is it actually sleeping or is it just kind of giving the mind some space? So we're going to throw stuff at people to see if they remember it. And then we're going to give one group, you know, time to sleep. And we're going to give one group time just to chill. And we'll ask, you know, did you, did you, did you actually sleep uh, for the people that we gave time to nap? Did you just chill out? And they found that just chilling out helps remember, helps the natural memory. So the, the meditation is a great time to just kind of like let things percolate in the mind, let go of the stressors. So that's my morning routine. I get up early because I'm just on that schedule. I would love going to bed at midnight and getting up at eight. It just doesn't work that way for me in my, in my life. So go to bed early, get up at five, um, have a little breakfast, sit down, do my quote, breathing exercises, unquote, de-stress, and then you know, get my day started. Generally eating healthy is another thing, fruits, vegetables, things like that. Um, and I, I also started running around when I was 40 because I read articles that said, eh, cardiovascular exercise, good thing to do. And I was freaking out because I couldn't remember things. And I'm like, well, the scientists say I should do it. I'm going to try it. I'm not going to just take their word for it, though. I'm going to see what works best for me. I hated running and realized that I'm doing this for a good reason. And then, again, kind of like with the memory training, that kind of kind of bit me and I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. This has some benefits to it. So I don't know if Kelvin, if you've gotten into the running, but I know Josh is. Um, no, not unless there's something coming at me really fast. Uh, <laughs> you guys are talking about the outrunning the bear a couple Josh, of us. <laughs> Josh, Josh runs. Um, I, I mean, I do walking when it's not like silly cold outside because I'm not being cold on, on a big fan. Yesterday was 70. Did you get out and go for a walk? Big pardon? Yesterday was 70 here in upstate. Did you get out and go for a walk? Um, but two hours later, it was 41. <laughs> right? So, and I'm like, well, I was going to go right then. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, but I got a couple of things I got to do. So since it's a great temperature, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to do this. And maybe like one o'clock, because I had a lot to do yesterday. I'm going to go out and take a walk. And when I went back outside the door, it was like, what happened? Mm-hmm. It wasn't <laughs> nice anymore. So yeah. we, we, we lost, uh, oh, I think it ended up down 30-ish by the time that – so we lost 40 degrees yesterday. You yeah. Know, it was rude. It was really <laughs> rude. So I, I didn't – I didn't – I had, had intended to, but I didn't I didn't finish that. But um, <laughs> it, it's a weird thing. Uh, we, we still – I feel better to get back to where I can go do the lake walks. We have a Onondaga mm-hmm. Lake here, which is yeah. nice to walk down. The yeah. parkway sometimes, but then I do it with a friend of mine, and we de-stress and stuff like that. So that, yeah, that's great. That's de-stressing. That's talking with a friend, which helps you remember things uh, that you talk about. Um, that's cardio exercise. I mean, it doesn't have to be you know, running a marathon. 
just getting out and getting the blood pumping a little bit. That's really what, what the scientists found makes a difference. And nature is another thing. Nature is great to help the mind and helping the mind helps the memory. This is what it comes down to. I, I, um, I've had an urge lately. I don't know why to, to do some exercise. I went to an event not too long ago and, and my, a friend of mine, his wife does a little kickboxing. And, and then I went to another event the other day and I'm like, yeah, I should do something. I, I can see the YMCA from my house, right? <laughs> step foot in that sucker. That's sacrilege. But, um, and then there was kickboxing and that sounds like kind of cool. And, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm older to start that stuff. Um, cause I turned 64 in October and I'm like, should I do that? Walking sounds like a good thing. So, but if it, if that urge keeps bugging me, I may have to, I don't, I'm not running marathons. I don't see that happening. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying never, but from more, from where I'm perched right now on my, on my mindset. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, five years ago, <laughs> you know, you want me to run a 5k? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the 5k's is what? That's just a walk around the park. So I might, I could see a 5k. I, I was, I was talking to a bunch of runners one time and I was talking about um, running and, and uh, do I really, really, re- really want to run? And I said something about a 5K. And they said, oh, we thought you were talking about running. <laughs> oh, that's not, that's not five. 5K is not running. I mean, Come on, guys. Be nice. That's just, that's, that's, just, that's not running. What do you call that a 5K? That's once around a block. You're nuts. I'm like, okay. okay so I don't <laughs> yeah, hang out with those guys block. anymore. I'll tell you that. Upstate New York blocks are, are quite and That's well. how Josh started running. Josh did a, a few years ago, did a couch to 5K thing, right? Yeah. That's how I started. Yeah. Yep. So. My wife was uh, training for a 5K that she wanted to do with some friends and, and hated it. And I was like, I, I got to run too because of my memory. Um, so let's do it together. And she was doing it more or less out of choice. And I was doing it because like, I want to support my wife, but also I want to improve my memory. And hated it at first and then started to like it. And I really do. I don't run as much in the winter. And being a memory athlete, what's neat is I've I've experimented with all these things on myself and I've become really aware of my mind. So I'm like my own test subject. Mm-hmm. And I see, you know, when my memory is better and when it's worse. And when I'm not running, I notice my memory isn't as good because I do presentations all year long, but I tend not to run when it's blizzarding. Call me crazy. But um, my, my wife actually does now. She gets up at five in the morning and she's out the door in the dark with her head lantern or uh, reflective vest. And she, she loves it. I'm like, honey, it's like seven degrees. She's like, you want to come with me? I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, that obsessive compulsive thing is crazy. I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go back over something I th- I heard you say yes that I interpreted anyway, um, which is a fact in a lot of things. What I basically heard you say that was, if you want to increase your memory, the first thing you actually need is the intention to increase your memory. It's not going to just happen by itself. So that that needs to be a a purpose, a process you start out for. Definitely. 
And then you put things in place once you've determined that that's what you're going to do. You created the intention and now you're going to create the pathway to get there. Exactly. And with any intention uh, as a coach, you know, you know, we often want to look at, you know, why start thinking about the reasons why. Okay, I've got grandkids and I want to be able to remember the things they tell me. That's a great why. People in our lives are a great why. You know, I, I, I don't want to turn 50 or 60 or 70 and be one of these guys that can't remember things. Um, that's a good why. It's kind of a long term, you know, is 20, 30 years from now really going to motivate you to work on something now? Yeah, maybe. So start thinking, you know, what, what is it that really, why do I want to do this? Why do I want to improve my memory? And if it's just one of those things like, well, it's probably what I should do. It's, a, it's what people say you're supposed to. It, you know, it's probably not going to work for you know, picking up one of my books and learning techniques, but it might work to go, well, you know what? They're also saying I should be in good shape physically. And if it's a twofer, if I can go for a walk five nights a week after dinner instead of plopping down in front of the TV and improve my physical health, de-stress and improve my memory too, that's something I can do. Now, if I can get a little bit more sleep and improve my memory, well, that's something I could do. So there's some low-hanging fruit that yeah. you set the intention. If there's a big why, you, know, you, you go on YouTube or you... Wikipedia or you pick up one of my books and say, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to work at this. I'm going to see if I can do it. If it's a kind of like half hearted why it's like, well, there's some pretty easy things I could be doing. I guess I can get enough sleep. I guess I can go for a walk. You know, I guess I can eat a little bit better. I guess I could, you know, do something healthy and appropriate let's 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 oh, focus yeah. on the healthy and appropriate to de-stress as opposed to you know having a nightcap every night um well sleep's been a crazy one for me uh, we we had uh camille uh, nisich on uh, a couple of weeks ago yeah, a few a few weeks ago and and that was a whole sleep conversation about what sleep was good yeah. stuff and since since at the time i was going to bed about three o'clock in the morning and getting up at about six thirty, uh or maybe seven depending on if i had a meeting so you know she was like oh no that's that's bad for you and it was a really great uh, conversation we had so to my surprise i actually started to modify my sleep habits which i had spent a whole lot of time saying, no, that's just the way I am. That's, that's what I do. That's what my body loves it. And, and started that. So I've actually, I'm actually been getting more sleep recently. Um, I still wake up, but I still have about a, you know, left to his own devices. I have about a three hour work uh, sleep cycle. I go to sleep at, at midnight or 10 or something and I'll be up three, you know, I can, I'll wake up you know, three, three and a half hours later. Hmm. The difference is I can go, Oh, that's how long that took. Okay. Let me go back to sleep. Gone. And I can go back because I can go back to sleep uh, almost instantly. So that, that, anyway, and that's that, fun. So intention will improve, that will improve your memory. I, I wonder if you've noticed your memory or your general mental uh, capabilities being better 
since you've gotten more sleep? Not actually. No, not actually. Um, my memory, I guess my thing with memory is a lot of times, like you said, we set out the intention to remember something. All right. I need to remember this person for a particular reason. Mm -hmm. And I don't always set that anchor mm -hmm. to, to, to establish the need to remember somebody. So that's probably the biggest first thing I got to start doing more consistently. So maybe I misunderstood you. Is that what you meant by setting the intention? Like I'm going to remember this phone number. Or I'm going to remember that license plate, or I'm going to remember the checkout person's name at the grocery store. Or did you mean kind of more of a big yeah, picture? Initially my, my initial one was more of a, of a more specific uh, general way. You oh, know, like I'm going to improve my memory. I'm going to, we're going to mm -hmm. start to do this, not just, you know, like I'm, I'm looking at your book on my screen, but that's not enough to, that's not an intention. That's like, Oh, what a pretty book cover. Everybody can buy that book, you know, so, <laughs> um, but that thing, but yeah, but setting the intention to do it like anything else, we have to start out with a plan, right? Mm -hmm. That's it. So exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. For, for the specific uh, part. Um, and just for practice, you want to practice remembering names. It can be kind of embarrassing, right? Because it's like we're meeting new people. Yes, like, well, I don't go to the grocery yeah, store. I meet a lot of people. Go to the grocery store. Every time you go to the grocery store, for me, um, I, I work from a home office and my schedule is more flexible. So I'm generally the one to run out when we need something at the last minute. Mm -hmm. I go to the grocery store and I, you know, everybody wears a name tag. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, that's Carolyn. That's lupus that's and you know you uh, sometimes i go through the self-checkout if i only have two or three things but a lot of times i'll just even if i have only a few things i'll wait in line and i'll look at the uh, checkout clerk's yep. name like okay that's Marilyn. okay oh and it says she's the manager okay how am i going to remember that her name is Marilyn? no pressure Marilyn doesn't expect me to remember her name right and she's the manager so she's there a lot how am i going to remember she's her name is Marilyn. how am i going to remember um that she's the manager well, okay Marilyn. Maryland do i know anybody from Maryland that she reminds me of does she remind me could i picture her living in Maryland? what does Maryland remind me uh, it's not gonna work mayor Maryland. mayor kind of sounds like a horse mayor okay all right. And she's got this long kind of brown hair. I'm like, well, that's kind of like a horse mane. If I see her hair from the back, will I remember that that's the manager? First of all, is her hair distinctive enough to be or is her hair like every other checkout person or every other manager? No, she's the only one with long hair in this little grocery store. So I'm going to remember that that's the one that has the long hair. And the long hair, I'm going to go, well, it's kind of like a horse's mane. So or so I'm going to say a mane. Am I going to go mane? That, no, her name doesn't start with mane. It's not Maynard. Okay, what's her name? Uh, Mare. Oh, it's like, like, oh, like Mare. Marilyn. And I've got it. And it's a long ways to go, but there's usually a line at the grocery store. And then <laughs> I come in. And then tomorrow she goes to get a haircut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's, that's the problem with anchors sometimes. Right. Yeah. Anchor, you don't want to anchor on something that changes. But this right. particular woman has very long hair, and it, it's, not, it's obviously not a hair that's going to get cut. It's, she's right. attached to her hair. So that's Marilyn. Lucas, I picture him um, loving Star Wars. And he's right about that age 
where he likes, you know, the newer Star Wars, not the real Star Wars. And I'm like, I bet he's a nerd because he looks kind of nerdy and he's that age. I bet he loves Star Wars. And am I going to think his name is, um, uh, well, I think of George Lucas, but I also think of Luke. So I have in my mind thought, oh, he's a nerd. I bet he likes Star Wars. His name is Luke, like Luke Skywalker. I'm like, no, that's not quite right. Star Wars nerd. Star Wars. George Lucas is his name. George? No, it's it's Lucas. That's right. And I've got it. So that's a very low pressure way to practice meeting people and remembering their names. You go back to the library, you go back to the grocery store, you go back to the hardware store and you're like, okay, the guy that stands, you know, by the door, the guy in the paint department, his name George. George of the jungle. I'm going to picture him <laughs> and all the apes that come and try to buy paint from him. <laughs> and paint spills on him, and he's got <laughs> orange apes, and they're all mad at him because he's messy, because he all has all those swipes of paint from when he d- dips it and does the top. George is George's a jungle. And you walk up, and you're like, oh, yeah, George is a jungle. And you start seeing that, okay, this is kind of kooky. But this particular technique can work. Or you can just go, okay, I'm going to try to remember that this guy's name is George. And you walk out of the store going, guys, it's George. It's name is George. It's George. And your brain, what your brain does, even if you don't use the technique, is it's naturally going to start going, George. Oh, like uh, George Costanza. He is kind of short and balding. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. George, George, George I got it. And your, or your brain might go, George, you know, my, my buddy from the Navy, George. That's a look. George was you know, six foot four and you know strong, and this guy's short and balding. There's nothing, nothing. How can two people have the same name? And your brain, just as you're walking out of the store and trying not to get run over by the people in the parking lot, just naturally does things like that. Our brain just kind of like just tries to grab things. So you know, you think the technique is kooky or not? It's what our brains do, and that's why it works. Okay. And you'll remember George. Hopefully. Awesome. So normally we ask our guests to present our listeners with a challenge. Dum, dum, dum. But, but instead of a challenge, I'm going to ask you for a bar trick. A bar trick. Yeah. I'm prepared for the challenge. I'm also you know, prepared since I know your, your, your sponsor also is. I'm also prepared for a book recommendation, <laughs> but a bar challenge. Now you're. So, so you, you might go into a bar and you got, you know, six, seven people hanging around mm-hmm. having a couple of drinks and yeah. everybody likes to be impressed. Okay. What a, well, I can tell what, you a story. What do you do? And stalling. How do, uh, what do you do and how do our listeners do it quick? How do they learn that? Well, let me tell you a story, a okay. true story about a, a memory athlete friend of mine. He was out with a big group and uh, at a bar restaurant. And I think it was eight, I want to say eight people. And of course, like any big obnoxious group, the check came and they wanted to split it. And so <clears throat> I think there were at least a couple couples. So there, I think there were probably four or five different credit cards that were coming out. And my friend, the memory athlete, 
their bar tab or their tab was over five hundred dollars. He they gathered up the things and like put this on this, <clears throat> and they were saying something like, "Well, he's a memory athlete. He's a memory athlete." And one of his friends, this wasn't pre-planned, but one of his friends said, "Tell you what, if he can remember all, let's say five credit card numbers, all the digits from all five credit card numbers in order, perfectly, you give us our." our tab for free. You take care of our tab. I mean, how hard is that? What is it? Uh, 10, 12 digits per credit card? 16, but the first 12 are consistent by bank. By the bank, yeah, by the type of card. So uh, the server's like, I can't do that. But the manager overheard this and said, not a chance. And he took them and put them, shuffled them, put them in a different order. He's like, okay, now how much time do you need? My friend said, you know, give me like 60 seconds or something just absurd, right? Like, how can this happen? Boom, boom, boom. Relatively easy for us. Um, he's like, okay, I got it. And the guy's like, okay, go ahead. Boom, 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 boom. Free tab. So that's probably not something the average person can do, but uh, um <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, if if you've practiced at all the names, mm-hmm. you could you could say, I bet you I can remember ten names of the people in the bar. You could go around and go, okay, your name's Josh. Thanks, Josh. Your name is Kelvin. Kelvin. Kel- Kelvin. And you could go around and introduce yourself to ten people, and then come back and say, that's so and so, so so so. You can have your drinks. You can have your dinner, and be able to remember it. Memory. A memory trick for the bar is not something that has a low learning curve, but um, memory trick for life is you can work on these skills a little bit and you can never forget a password again. You can be the guy at the office that people come to and say, oh, yeah, go to Josh. He's the smart one. (laughs) Go to Kelvin. He's the smart one. And are you any smarter than you were before? It's debatable. There are different different degrees of intelligence. One test for intelligence is how well you remember. So I guess you're actually smarter, but you actually just have a good memory and whatever your career is, you know, the economy is doing great as we record this, but at some point it's not going to be doing great. It goes in cycles and almost every position, every job is susceptible to layoffs. You know, who are they going to lay off first? The guy that forgets everything you tell him or the guy who works just as hard, who remembers a lot of what you tell him. There's many ways to get ahead in life. You've talked about a lot of them on your podcast. This is one and having a better memory is entirely doable. It's not that hard and it can be fun to go out from the, a uh, big box hardware store going, his name was George. Now, how am I going to remember that? And goof around your mind, coming up with something funny, test yourself, and then be able to use it at work on Monday morning. It's fun. It's, it's doable, and it can have a dramatic impact in your life. You know, something along the lines is back in before about the 40s, before the end of World War II, brushing our teeth in the United States wasn't a very common thing just wasn't the science wasn't there the habit wasn't there the idea of brushing the teeth to maintain your teeth throughout your life mm-hmm. it just wasn't a thing it didn't become commonplace till after world war ii 
I think this is the time in our in our lives that the idea that we have to take care of our bodies, that's been going on for the last, say, 10, 20 years, more and more. You have to eat well. You have to get enough sleep. You have to do some exercise. And we're just entering that point now where we have to take care of our minds and our emotions that's coming into. And I think you know, 50 years from now, the idea that we have to actually try to remember things is either going to be commonplace, like brushing our teeth, or it's going to be completely gone because we have chips embedded in our brains that just you know, <laughs> magically remember us, remember things yeah. for us because we're half cyborg. But one way or the other, hopefully memory will be part of our lives for the long term. Awesome. Great. Anything you wish we had asked you? Yeah. Book recommendation. I know one, okay. of, your, one of your sponsors is audible.com. And um, one of the things that I like to do to de-stress my mind and give my mind a chance to breathe and uh, process what's going on um, is meditation. And there's a book called The Miracle of Mindfulness. It's available on uh, Audible. Great book um, by, I'm not saying I'm pronouncing this right, but it's Thich Nhat Hanh. Miracle of Mindfulness. And another one uh, I just finished reading about um, basically what you were talking about, Kelvin, is the setting the intention and going for it and how we, how we convince ourselves to, you know, to use a slogan, just do it. Mm-hmm. And there's a, um, there's a book that's new out called Discipline Equals Freedom. And there's no on Audible. The book isn't on Audible at this point yet. It's on, it's on iTunes. Is it on iTunes? Great. Um, check it out. There's, there are two summaries on Audible for uh, Discipline Equals Freedom. I can't vouch for either one of them. I haven't, I haven't listened to this, but I just read the book. And it's, it's quite interesting of a just, you know, suck it up and decide what you want to do and get up and do it. And a lot of times you're not going to feel it. Just do it anyway. Save yourself some money. That's I don't know if you can see the oh, black on black, but yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm impressed. You've got the, you've got the, you've got the mug already. I, how did you get the mug? I had to go to the library to get the book. Oh, you got that book? Oh, the discipline equals freedom? He has a, he has a mug. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Apparently, I've been I've been behind my power curve here. Uh, I gotta go. I gotta go. Go to back to Savannah. Go through Josh's house again. Well, not, not that not that he's a sponsor, but but uh, I got mine on JockoStore.com. Okay, yeah, oh, great. I'll have to check that out because it, it's a it's a it's a great um, it's a great easy short read. Um, if you're having if if you if you have the intentions memory improvement, you know, getting in shape, whatever it is, but are having trouble with the, okay, now where do I go from here? Mm-hmm. And you don't have ex- access to an expert coach like Kelvin. Um, that's that's a, a good book to read. And hopefully it's not one of these books that you misplace or sometimes I buy books or get books uh, or get audio books and just assume that because they're on my phone or because I... <laughs> I'm the coffee guy. Kevin has one of those. I I know it. I bought the book, so therefore I have the information. I know it now. (laughs) The list of books on my Audible. (laughs) I should buy stock in that company right now. I should just on the books I buy. But uh, yeah, okay. So that was the miracle of mindfulness. Yep. 
Discipline equals freedom. Yes, two, those two good books. One, the I got two credits on Audible right now. Let's see. There you go. Perfect. It's time. It's uh, it's something to. It's 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 not just a book about hey, this is how, uh, how meditation can work. It's actually a, you know, how to now go try it. Each step of the way book. It's a good workbook. Oh, that's cool. As, I mean, as a coach, that comes in handy for me because I talk to people about medication. Hold on, back up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> meditation um, all the time and uh, just what I have found between that and and then Josh and I have both been involved in a program called the uh, Master Key Mastermind Alliance and there's a lot of meditative type stuff in there basically Mm -hmm. just sit focus Mm -hmm. um, and it was kind of amazing how it helps the mind clear when you can actually determine okay I'm not going to be bothered by every little um, thing that comes by, but I'm going to take this time, focus on a specific thing with specific track and do that. And uh, so meditation has done that for me. It's not always a, a big thing, but sometimes it's just, it's just eliminating enough distractions to mm-hmm. focus in on one thing and just holding that for a while and like cool things happen. So, um, I'm going to meditate on reading a little bit later. <laughs> Memory a little bit later. Yes. <laughs> and then we're going to do that. Yeah, because I need a better memory because, you know, I need to be awesomer. Well, I hope this has helped. If uh, if you need more, just drop me an email. Um, as you can tell, I'm not only passionate but long-winded about this subject. <laughs> happy to help any uh, of you guys or any of your listeners. Uh, my email address is relatively easy to remember, though I do recommend writing it down. It's brad at bradzup.com, B-R-A-D at B-R-A-D, Z as in zebra, U for umbrella, P for pumpkin, and P for pumpkin. That was All right, picture. so um, yeah. both your books are available on the website. Yep. And uh, Amazon, Amazon has them both. Amazon as well. Yep. And uh, you on social media? Do you do you hang out in one place or? Um, I am uh, on Facebook. Uh, people can find me at my my business page, which is Feats of Memory. That's Feats of Memory, like Feats of Strength, not Feats like at the bottom of your legs. <laughs> feats of Memory on Facebook. So it's Facebook.com/slash Feats of Memory. Um, my website is redsup.com and that has the social media links and the books are the hack proof password system, protect yourself online with a memory experts in-depth guide to remembering passwords and my book for kids, or you can buy it for yourself and claim you're going to give it to your kids or grandkids and read it first and then give it to them. Unlock your amazing memory. Um, that's a very simple, not a lot of mumbo jumbo book on just the ins and outs of remembering better. It's written for fifth to eighth graders. So should be able to sound out the big words. It's okay. <laughs> I can handle and that. of course we'll have all that stuff uh, linked up at, on the show notes at jkwdpodcast.com. Um, thank you so much. All right. Well, awesome. Yeah. Hey, hey, come and say hi anytime. You know, all right. and um, been great having you here. Thank you very much guys. Hope it's helped your memory. All right. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Take care. Hey, thanks for listening. Show notes and more at jkwdpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends. And we will see you next week. Bye.
Lovely. Cool. All righty, guys. Thank you so much. All right. You know, that, uh, that'll be, um, you know, once, once we start recording, I forget I'm not live, so I pretend I'm live oh. anyway. But, uh, yeah, just, yeah, that was nice. That was a lot of good information. And, I mean, your story itself is is pretty uh, amazing all by itself just because I mean, we see so much crazy stuff uh, with memory these days and Alzheimer's mm-hmm. and all that yeah. other stuff. And I'm like, um, I'm 64. And, I mean, my memory's not – I remember most things, but those intensive things I don't, so. It's just that's you know get a get a good technique and and follow it. There is that part about follow through that's very important. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mention it before, but you know our, our minds just have a our minds have a what I like to call memory detective in them, and the memory detective is just like one one of those CSI shows. You know they're really good at what they do, mm-hmm. but they need some clues. And any one of the things I talked about, whether it's getting more sleep or meditating or exercise or using a kooky technique or something like that, all those are clues. And, you know, some of, some of our memory detectives just need a little bit of help. Get a little bit more sleep and I'm good. I can remember better. Some of us need a lot more help. And it's really starting, starting with the easy stuff and doing all the easy stuff. And if that isn't working, then starting to work on some of the, the trickier things. But, um, what you were saying before about, you know, 64, do I really want to take up, you know, kickboxing or this or that? Why not? You know, in your podcast you had recently, I was listening to it on a run about 60, 65, not being the, uh, the end of the line anymore. So did you, did you speed listen to all our podcasts? <laughs> not all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I do more homework though. Oh, awesome. That's, and, you know, that's uh, impressive. You, you impressed me with that. That was, you, you had a lot you. of background on this, which is, well, I also, thank you I very also, much for making me be the awesome coach. <laughs> I also can, can remember the things I, I hear. So there that's, is that's good. That. You know, I don't have to listen to it five times. I can listen to it <laughs> once and go, Oh yeah, I remember that. So, um, <laughs> Good one. You know the if if you're going to be around another 25, 30 years. That 25, is my intention. Yes. You know why not start kickboxing now? I mean that's like going well. I'm forty. Yeah, I only got another twenty five years. I really want to start kickboxing now. <laughs> you know, well, what if I don't die when I'm sixty? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> So again, you know. Oh man, we we ought to have like favorite clips that didn't make it in the podcast. <laughs> the outtakes. Well, I mean, yeah. the recording, the recording light's still we're, on. We're so still recording. Yeah. <laughs> you can use any of this that you want. I haven't. I said the. I said <laughs> damn, but I can. I can swear a little bit once in a while on a podcast. It's okay. Uh, that's <laughs> All right, sir. Well, thank you so much, gentlemen. I look forward to it. All right. So. All right, Josh. What do you do now that you work so late at night? Um, I'm well. I'm still in news, but I'm on the production end online. So, hmm. so you gotta get, gotta get stuff out for the for the people that want to read it in the morning. Yeah, well, and the people who want to read it at night. You know, okay. yeah, that's that's uh, something that's changed a lot. Uh, yeah, we used to wait for the box scores in the morning. Now, if the Tigers are playing on the West Coast. You want to know? You need to know. People, in it by people want to know at one thirty in the morning uh, if they're feet one. So <laughs> you're there, yeah. And Kelvin, we have something in common. You moved from California to the East Coast or when you were done with the Navy. Do I have that right? Uh, Air Force, yeah. Air Force, excuse me. Um, I uh, 
uh, I grew up in Arizona and that's where I consider home. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife and I uh, got married back east and then, uh, but I was living out west. So she came out west with me. And as her parents got older, uh, we decided that we really needed to be out here. So I left the sunny, sunny Phoenix for uh, north of for Saratoga it's Springs. <laughs> oh, it's snowing. <laughs> yeah, great. So much for so much for walking a lake today. <laughs> do you uh, do you miss yeah, that heat? <laughs> I don't miss the heat. The day the day we got in the U-Haul uh, to drive across, it was I think it was nine thirty in the morning, and we stopped at the grocery store to pick up you know like oranges and apples and stuff like that, bottled water for the drive, and it was one hundred and seventeen. It was nine thirty in the morning. Yeah, I've only been to Phoenix twice, and both times was August. Yeah, it's like you know what? <laughs> I, I, I'm done. I'm good. I, I've seen Phoenix. Cool. <laughs> been there, done that. <laughs> I, I do miss it this time of year. We we generally yeah. go to Florida or Phoenix for a week at the end of January, and we're redoing some some of the stuff in our home this year. So we're saving the money and not taking the winter vacation we usually do. And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm, I'm ready. For, <laughs> but yesterday was a nice nice little tease. So read sunny. Yeah, well, my, uh, my baby boy was in the Navy, so you might have read something on him too. So well, that's, maybe that's it. Maybe that's what I, I, I in my mind, in the Navy. He was in San Diego when I retired in oh, what date was that? Nineteen ninety one from the Air Force. In um, I was in Sacramento. Okay, and now, now that you now you say that, I think I, I combined the two memories into. Yeah, we tend to merge like that a lot. Yeah. He, uh, but I, I remembered military service, yeah. veteran in California. There you go. And both of us, both of us did that. So that was, yeah. So not, not, not so bad for running a nine minute mile in the, in the winter. And a guy who can remember a list of 151 numbers in a minute and repeat them back. Okay. You got my respect. I, you know, I'll never be telling you a lie because I need to remember the truth with you. <laughs> well, unfortunately now the, uh, the, both the U S record, in that uh, in that event, and the world record um, is I think it's 463 digits. Is it? So over the course of three years, after four years, after I set uh, broke the American record, so it went from two and a half minutes to over four minutes. That's yeah. a huge increment. Longer than that. So 400. Uh, 400. Yeah. 700. 400, yeah. Wow. So imagine sitting and listening to a computer talk for seven minutes and be able to remember those numbers. I could, I've, I've toyed with the idea of working very hard for a year to try to break that record. I think I can do it. The, the problem is on the, it's sudden death. So when you do the recall, you write it out, mm-hmm. like four, four, two. And the first mistake, that's where they stop counting. So I could remember like 464, but miss the third one, and I get a score of two. Oh. So it's a real kick in the teeth to, to train for, because it, it's like, I was so close that just doesn't count. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, I know the the guy who uh, uh, who said it is a friend of mine, and uh, um, I was there when he did it, and I just looked at him like, dude, you know, more power to you. The fact that you broke my record, 
you, you destroyed my record and I'm <laughs> psyched for you because it should hold for a year or two, hopefully. <laughs> Holy smoke. You would think. Yeah. So, all yeah, right, gentlemen, you thank you so much. Right. Sorry to keep you so long. Hope, uh, hope it ends up being good. Oh, Do you know when yeah, you have it slotted for, uh, for, no, we're not sure, but we'll definitely, uh, send you links when it's up. Great. Yeah. Well, I'll get that stuff by tomorrow. And, uh, if you need anything else, just let me know. All right. All right, Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.